Shelley Hendricks said, When you know who you are, you know what to do. Today, Paul tells us who we used to be and who we are now. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me today as we dive into episode 155, and we pray our way through the first half of Ephesians chapter 2. But before we do that, as always, we're going to start with a bit of worship. We have two verses today from our passage, from today's passage. They are Ephesians 2, verses 4 and 5, and they say this, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. So let's start off the morning with those two verses in mind. Father, I come this morning with kind of a churning head and emotions, and it's a busy day for us. And everything seems to be not going the way it was quite supposed to. So I ask that you would calm my heart, give me your words to say. As we walk through this time together, I ask that you would speak to each one of us about how you would have us listen to you, how you would have us respond to your word this morning. Spirit, open it in ways that we could not do on our own. You are rich in mercy, and that's what our worship is this morning. You don't have to be merciful. It wasn't something you were required to do, but your character is full of mercy. You are full of mercy, and I'm so grateful for that. We are direct beneficiaries of your mercy, and I just honor you for that this morning, worship you for being a merciful God. Because of your great love for us, I am alive in Christ. There's no way for me even to grasp the significance of that statement, I am alive in Christ, but yet you made it true. And as I both grow in Christian maturity, but also as time passes and our relationship shifts when I am, I'm no longer here, I know that, that I will understand more and more of what that means. And I ask you to grow me in that. But it was because of your great love for me and your mercy for your people that we can say that, that we are alive in Christ because before we were spiritually dead. We have been saved by grace, and I'm honoring you that for that today. I think I've said this like a thousand times already. I worship you for that this morning, and I am singing your praises for being that God. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians chapter 2. Last week, we had the opening of the book of Ephesians with chapter 1, and we talked a lot about the spiritual blessings that God has given us. Today, in chapter 2, we're going to do half of it today and half of it Wednesday, We have a shift a bit into what the experience of our salvation is, kind of not the result of those blessings, but more of the experience of what that causes in our life and what our lives and spiritual reality was before we believed and were saved and what it looks like after that. A few other ways to look at this portion of the book is that We had praise and prayer in chapter one to open, and now in chapter two, Paul moves into exhortation. And I've seen it said that exhortation is like a form of teaching. It encourages you to take actionable steps given in the Word of God. 
or I've a quote, an urging done by someone close beside you. So these are the things that Paul is urging the Ephesian and surrounding churches to do. Another way to see it is that the first half of the book is our heritage in Christ, and the second half, our life in Christ, or we in Christ, and the second half, Christ in us, or the last one, the first half is the work of God, and the second half, the walk of the believer. So we're smack in the middle of our heritage in Christ, or what it means to be in Christ, or the work of God in us, and that's kind of the scope of today's passage. A few of today's verses will probably feel or sound really familiar to you as they are frequently quoted. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get started, right? We're going to, I'm going to read the whole thing. Uh, Ephesians 1 through 10 is the passage today, and I'm going to read it all and then go back and split it up and pray through five different pieces of it, I think. So here is what Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10 say. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. That's the passage. So let me scroll back up here to the top and we'll get going. Father, you tell me, and I have to recognize that I was dead in my trespass and sin. Now, certainly I'm physically alive, so we're not talking about physical death. I was spiritually dead. Now, that's not the only way that you describe that situation of before Christ in my life, but it's one of the ways that you describe what that is like. And spiritually dead is a pretty vivid picture. Things that are dead don't typically come to life. They tend, <laughs> they, they tend to stink. They tend to, they're decay. They are the opposite of vibrant and alive, right? There, there's, there's nothing there. And and this is the situation that you describe of our lives. We were acting according to the ruler of the power of the air. That's a complicated sentence. To the ruler of the power of the air, who was working in the disobedient. We were also disobedient. We carried out the inclinations of our flesh and our thoughts. And we were, by nature, children under wrath. That's who we were. But God who is rich in mercy because of your great love that you have given to me. You made me alive in Christ and you took me from that dead state and you made the dead thing living. Something that only you can do. You made the dead thing living. My spiritual death has turned into being alive with Christ. I was saved by grace and I am again grateful. You also raised me up with him and seated me in the heavens in Christ Jesus. 
I can't even figure out what that means. But it, it does tell me a few things. When I am in Christ and seated next to you, I am in your presence. So not only is your spirit inside me, but I am in Christ in the presence of God at his right hand in a seat of influence and power and relationship because of who Christ is and what he did for me. And so for the fact that I can appear without blemish in your eyes is a gift beyond believing. And I pray that you would grow in me this never-ending awe of that gift, that I would always be so aware of the, the grace and the nature of the grace. In the coming ages, you are going to display the immeasurable riches of your grace through your kindness to me. I'm not even sure if that is you know, what that'll work out to be, but you have it in mind. And so I can trust in that, that you, because of my position in Christ, because of my being alive in Christ and where I used to be and where I am now, you will use that to display your grace and kindness to others. Certainly for eternity, we can celebrate that with each other. But also now, I offer you myself to do that. Work that in me. Let the immeasurable riches of your grace through your kindness to me show in my life, be displayed in my life. For I am saved by grace through faith, not from myself. It was your gift to me, not from works, so that I can't take credit. But yet it is so easy for us to slip into this earning mindset that I have earned your favor in some way, that I have earned my salvation, that the more I do, the more you will love me, or the more I do, the happier you will be with me, or the more that I do, the closer I am to heaven. When in reality, you've given me this gift, sat me right next to you in Christ, and I did not have to do a single thing. There was nothing I could do, nothing I could ever be able to do that will make you love me any more or any less. Certainly we can earn some things. Reward, for one. You do say there is reward. However, it has none have anything to do with my position in Christ and how much you love me and what you've done for me. And I guess, forgive me for the ways that I have walked in that mindset of being able to earn that place, that position, that you have requirements of me beyond believing and loving that will get me to that place. Forgive me for those times and speak to my heart when you see those things. Get them out of my soul, like disentangle them from my soul because they are not all. I have six words running through my head, evil and treacherous and insidious. And those things like they just they get everywhere. And I pray that you would just begin to untangle those from my heart. Help me see them. Help me repent of that. Help me listen to your voice and respond to it when you bring those things up. And finally, one of the most quoted verses of Ephesians, I'm sure. For we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which you have prepared ahead of time for me to do. So much goodness in that verse. I am your workmanship. You are the creator extraordinaire. You speak and things exist that weren't there before. The best I can do is create things from other things, but you create out of nothing. And the way that we were first introduced to you was as creator. You created the heavens and the earth and all the things in them. 
And this is how you know us. This is an, an integral part of your character. And we are made in your image. We are your workmanship, your masterpieces. Each of us is a piece of art created in Christ Jesus. Jesus was part of that work of us coming into being the way, exactly the way you want us to be. And we were made for good works. You have in mind specific things for us to do. And I pray that we would be going about doing them and not all of the things that we can get so easily wrapped up in that aren't where you want us. Help us look for the opportunities that you have for us, whether we plan for them or whether they come up in our day. Help us always be looking for those opportunities to be about the things that you specifically have for us. There are all kinds of things that you have for all of us, so we are to love you and love others. And certainly there will be lots of opportunities to love others in this world. But there are some specific things that you have for me and for each one of us. So I pray that as we move through our journey, that we would not miss them. We would not miss your best because we were too busy or too tired or too enamored of money or safety or convenience. I pray that we would find those things and that we would joyfully obey when we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, friends, for joining me today in prayer. I so appreciate you being here. If you're watching on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, we will be back right here again on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central U.S. time. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for joining us in that format and subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend will go a long way in helping others find us to be able to pray along with us. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road. And my heart is that as we do this a couple of times a week, that we will all grow in our prayer lives, that we will learn to use Scripture for prayer, and that you will answer those prayers in mighty ways. But most of all, I want all of you to fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us the words that we're speaking. Amen. Amen.